Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, I know. It's been a minute. It's your boy Trey with the Three's the Crowd podcast, man. Um, I know. Like I said, I know it's been a minute since we recorded a podcast for you guys. Um, I do apologize about that. Uh, you know, life. Life happens. You know, jobs, um, health, family, money, you know, all plays a factor into uh you know, producing this uh, podcast for you guys. Um, so I do apologize for my absence and our absence with the podcast. Um, I do want to appreciate all the people that do listen to the podcast, um, give us reviews, uh, leave questions, uh, any comments. Um, it's greatly appreciated. Um, I know that uh, we, we need to be more consistent for you guys um, as far as the content goes, and we are going to try to uh, provide that in the future. Um, so I just want to thank all the people that will listen to this podcast. Um, thank you for rocking with us. Um, you guys are great. Uh, podcasts perform very well uh, when we do record. Um, it's just the consistency aspect of it. Um, you know, I'll be honest. Uh, kind of also a little bit of motivation doing it. Uh, just kind of uh, lost lost my my fire. And I'm starting to get that back. And so uh, once again, just want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Uh, thank you guys for uh, supporting. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, kind of let you guys know that PSA. Um, and let's get right into it. Um, I know you guys have wanted to know kind of what our thoughts have been um, on the NBA playoffs. Uh, you know, uh, kind of that's what our podcast has been built off of. Obviously, there's been some trades that have went down. Uh, Bradley Bill going to the Suns. Uh, Porzingis going to the Celtics. Um, even the bum, John Collins, thank God he's out of there for Atlanta, uh, going to the Utah Jazz. Um, there's uh, Dane rumors. You know, is, is he actually going to run from the grind, uh, like you said, and, and join up with Miami or Brooklyn or uh, maybe, well, Phoenix is off the table now. But, you know, is Dane going to go somewhere where he uh, can try to compete for a championship? And so today, just want to kind of, Give give my overall thoughts on the playoffs, uh, my overall thoughts on some of these trades, uh, kind of give my thoughts on the NBA in general as kind of the uh, scope of the league before free agency starts, um, and then also kind of um, just discuss um, some things moving forward as far as uh, some of the players that are came in via the NBA draft, like uh, Victor Wimbama, or Wimbama, whatever his name, I'm going to call him Big B, just this, this, uh, Big B. Uh, you know, obviously being drafted number one by the Spurs. So first, uh, kind of wanted to recap the NBA Finals, uh, really the NBA playoffs in general. Uh, kind of give my thoughts on it. Um, a very fun NBA playoffs. Um, you know, from the start, uh, we had some very good first round matchups. You know, Miami upsetting the Bucks. Now, granted, Giannis didn't play, which was kind of, uh, you know, it, it kind of sucked, but. Uh, Jimmy Butler uh, showed off why he is a uh, perennial all-star uh, in, in that series, you know, telling Drew Holiday that, that he owns him <laughs> while being down nine, like a minute left. So uh, Jimmy's crazy. Um, you know, so shout out to Jimmy. Uh, you know, you had some, some matchups in the first round, like Boston and Atlanta. Uh, Trey Young, you know, hit the game winner in game five, I believe, uh, to send that to a game six. Uh, you know, you had the Lakers uh, battling it out with Memphis in the first round. Obviously, we had the whole uh, Ja 
you know, situation, which we'll get into on a later podcast um, to give our thoughts about that. But, you know, obviously Dylan Brooks poking the bear talking about, you know, I don't expect anybody to they give me 40. Well, you know, Brian didn't give you 40 per se, but um, he definitely got you out of there. And Dylan Brooks is now uh, going to be connecting in China with his high-speed internet. So if anybody wants him, it's, he can't shoot, can't dribble, and I was pretty overrated as a defender. So, um, you know, you look in the West, the the uh, champion Nuggets played the uh, Timberwolves in a pretty competitive series, honestly. Uh, Anthony Edwards showed why he uh, was um, the number one pick in the draft and why he was uh, really touted to be the next guy. I mean, his ability to score, get to the bucket, shoot free throws, um, his will willingness not to get swept, his willingness to, to show up and play hard uh, was greatly appreciated. Obviously, Jokic was Jokic. Uh, you know, uh, Michael Porter Jr. showed up. Jamal Murray showed out. Um, you know, and then to me, the series of the first round was Golden State facing the Kings. Um, you know, shout out to the Kings. Like the Bean uh, went seven games, seven tough games for the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry, game seven, dropping a 50-piece? Come on, man. Come on. Come on, stop playing with Curry. Uh, but the Sacramento Kings showed me a lot. Uh, De'Aaron Fox messed up his finger, I believe, in game five. I want to say game five or game six, but, you know, I, to me, it didn't really affect his play. Uh, De'Aaron Fox was excellent. His ability to get to the rim, uh, shoot the midi, shoot threes. Uh, you know, uh, Sabonis was better than I thought he would be. Uh, I think Sabonis did get a little bit exposed in these playoffs by Draymond and Looney. Uh, we're hit. You know, I know a lot of people don't like this, but he just needs to get tougher. I know it's kind of hard to quantify, but... Uh, a lot of times in that series, it is more Looney just wanted it more than Sabonis. It was more than that. Just a lot of the rebounds, loose balls, uh, Looney blocking his shot. It's just like it seemed like Looney wanted it more than Sabonis. So Sabonis needs to get in the lab, you know, get a little 15 footer jump shot, uh, learn to get a little bit more low post muscle, uh, in order to, uh, you know, I think excel in those moments next year. Um, I thought Keegan Murray was excellent. Um, shooting the basketball. Uh, he showed me a lot. Um, you know, Harrison Barnes, unfortunately, is Harrison Barnes. He sucks. So he bricked a lot of wide open threes, which, you know, uh, Golden State fans definitely understand where that comes from because uh, he bricked a lot of threes in the 2016 finals. Uh, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, and obviously, the Golden State Warriors showed the heart of a champion uh, by you know, being resilient, uh, winning the game seven on the road, which I don't care who you are, one seed, eight seed, two seed, three seed, five seed. Winning a game seven on the road is tough. And, um, you know, especially with that hostile Sacramento crowd, like I said, like the Bean, um, you know, they, they were excellent throughout. But Steph Curry, 50-point master class, uh, you know, took the boys out. So, you know, the second round was interesting. Uh, Golden State, you know, facing the Lakers, um, Phoenix. You know, obviously the trade we didn't really record at the time, but uh, obviously Kevin Durant getting traded to the Phoenix Suns uh, was uh, kind of a shocker to me. Um, not that he got traded, uh, because you know once the Kyrie Irving trade went to Dallas uh, went down, you know um, you kind of seen the writing on the wall that Kevin Durant was going to be like, well, I need to be out of here next. 
Um, so obviously he got traded to uh, the Phoenix Suns to pair with Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Um, you know, I, I thought that series went about what I thought. You know, Denver was just a deeper team. Uh, the Phoenix Suns just at this point in time, and we'll get into this later, uh, they just don't really have – they didn't have the depth uh, to compete with the Denver Nuggets because their bench is pretty much non-existent with Cameron Payne and Shamit, um, you know, Damian Lee and uh, Jack Lando. Just Aiden, Aiden played like a punk. I'm sorry. Uh, he, he played like, like the weak guy he is. Um, and Kevin Durant, Devin Booker played out of his mind, but it just wasn't enough. Two guys were not going to beat uh, a well-oiled machine in Denver uh, with uh, Jokic playing the way he's playing, uh, Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, Bruce Brown, um, Christian Braun, the rookie, excellent, Caldwell Pope. Uh, like, they, this, there was too much for the Phoenix Suns to overcome. Uh, then you look in the second round, uh, also the Lakers, you know, playing Golden State. Um, you know, I, I don't want to say Golden State is, is done because you never want to count them out, but they need to make some serious changes to the front court. Um, so I'm very interested to see what they do with Draymond Green. Uh, but they need to find a way for someone to actually look at the bucket in the front court and score. Uh, Kevon Looney is a great rebounder, great uh, defender, great teammate, understands how to play within the system, uh, knows how to play with Steph, Clay, Draymond, etc. But you cannot have him and Draymond on the court together because uh, Kevon Looney does not look to score, and Draymond looks terrified of the basket. So, you know, he's on the top of the key with his backpack on, and it's, it's really sad. Um, so they need to find a way to um, get some front court scoring. I know they traded for CP3, uh, trading Jordan Poole. You know, I really – I get it. Uh, if you're going to trade Jordan Poole, I think you should have got more value for that than getting an old-ass Chris Paul. I'm sorry. Um, I get he can run the second unit and let Steph play a little bit more off ball, but – um, to be trading a 23, 24-year-old guy who, yes, he did struggle in the playoffs and he was really bad, um, but he was still a young player, a spending player in this league. Um, I think Golden State, I hope they have something else planned because um, I, I didn't like that move at all. Um, so, you know, prior to that, like I said, they played the Lakers in the uh, semifinals in the second round. Um, and they lost in six games. Um, I just think the Lakers' size difference was too much for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, you know, LeBron had a high weight to the rim. Anthony Davis was an absolute monster. Um, Austin Reeves was really good uh, playing kind of a pseudo point guard role. Um, so he, he could uh, handle the ball, shoot it, get to the rim. D'Angelo Russell actually played well. Um, you know, Rui... Uh, you know, so they, they, they had some guys that, that really stepped up. Golden State, um, I thought the offense, I thought they had good looks. I just thought Clay Thompson, I love Clay, but it might be time to be a family man. I mean, he was he was pretty bad in the series. Um, he just he couldn't make his shots. Jordan Poole was terrible. I mean, I'm not going to sit and sugarcoat it. He was, he was garbage. Uh, Steve Kerr didn't have much of an option. Um, he went with um, – you know, Kaminga didn't really play. Uh, Moses Moody, he can give you something offensively, but then he's a liability defensively. Uh, the same with Jermichael Green. So uh, Steve Kerr's hands were kind of tied uh, with his personnel, so he could only really play seven guys with Gary Payton. 
uh, but Gary Payton was a brick from three as well. So um, it was kind of tough for Steve Kerr to um, navigate those lineups. But, you know, shout out to the Lakers. They got, they got the job done. Um, you know, you look at the Eastern Conference, um, you know, you look at the Celtics um, in the second round, <clears throat> you know, they, they were able to, um, you know, win their matchup with Philly. Um, you know, Philadelphia with uh, James Harden and Joel Embiid, you know, it's, look, it is what it is. James Harden is a playoff choker. Um, yeah, you know, he, I thought he was going to try to right his wrongs this year. Um, but he was really bad. It, it, it is what it is. Um, Joel Embiid was good, not spectacular. Um, I think he needs to, once again, this is like the fourth, fifth, sixth year, same song, different verse. He has got to get in shape. He is too many times in the fourth quarter in some of these series where he's lumbering down the court because he's not in shape. Um, he's He's uh, taking jumpers instead of getting his big ass in the paint and punishing small defenders. He's consistently, oh, I'm going to take the follow-away jumper instead of punishing uh, mismatches. Um, you know, Tyrese Maxey was okay. Uh, Tobias Harris is like, you're paying Tobias Harris max money, and you're not getting max production. You, you might want to look to move off of him. Um, you know, Doc Rivers, look, he's Doc Rivers. He's a choker. He's, he's really bad. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, he's kind of living off the championship in 2008 in the finals appearance in 2010. But, I mean, these are multiple – he's had multiple 3-1 leads blown between the Clippers, uh, his early tenure with the Magic back in the day, uh, like I said, the Clippers. Uh, he had a 3-1 lead. Um, I don't know if he's had – I'm trying to think of another 3-1 lead yet, but he's been up, you know, 3-2. He was up 3-2 with the Lakers, I mean, with the Boston Celtics against the Lakers in 2010 and lost. So, Doc Rivers, you know, being able to close out series is a problem. So, I really don't know what Philly's going to do. Um, you know, do you try to keep Harden? Um, I, I think you have to at this point. You know, I, I don't know if you can sign and trade him. Um, obviously, you're not trading in B. So, I, you know, Philly's in a tough spot, you know, moving forward. Um but, you know, the Miami Heat, uh, you know, showed up and showed out as well um, in, in their matchup with the uh, New York Knicks. Um, you know, oh, God, good Lord, Julius Randle. Let me just say this. To some of the players that <clears throat> um, work, quote, unquote, work in the offseason, I really want to know what you do. Because some of these guys... It's like, what do you work on in the offseason? Because Julius Randle still struggles going right, still has that broke-ass jumper from midi, uh, broke jumper from three, not a great defender, and his playmaking hasn't gotten any better. I, <laughs> so he's one of those guys, along with a, a lot of guys, Julius Randle, um, I think even Michael Porter to an extent, uh, John Collins, um, Marcus Smart. A lot of these guys, I look at them like, what the hell do you do in the offseason? What are you training on? What are you getting better at? Because you watch them in the postseason, and it's like, these guys have forgot how to play basketball. It's like, 
Julius Randle was a complete. He's bad. And I know people say, "Well, he's hurt." I don't know about all that. He just he's bad. He sucks. Um, so Julius Randle, please get it together. You know, because um, the Knicks need you. Jalen Brunson played great. Jalen Brunson outplayed his contract. He he showed that he's more than just a second. He was just a second option to Luka Doncic. Um, he played his butt off. You know, shout out to Jalen Brunson. Um, uh, doing something that other Knicks players should be doing. R.J. Barrett, um, you know, Obi Toppin, you know, Mitchell Robinson. So, uh, you know, shout out, shout out to Jalen Brunson. Uh, but, you know, moving forward to the conference finals, uh, obviously the Lakers uh, played the Nuggets and the Heat played the uh, Celtics. Um, obviously, <laughs> the Celtics were down 3-0. And we're able to force a game seven, which is crazy. Come back all the way down to force a game seven and end up losing. Um, you know, on that series, Jalen, excuse me, um, Jalen Brown, he's another guy. What the hell are you doing in the offseason, man? Um, he still can't dribble left. I mean, I've never seen a, a professional player every time he go left get peeled. It's pretty bad. I just I don't know what he's doing. Um, I don't know what's going on with him, but he, he needs to get, fix that. Uh, Jason Tatum, uh, he was good in this series, but you know, I know he hurt his ankle, but too many threes. I don't know what the what the shot profile, I know it's the analytics wave to shoot threes and get to the rim, but um, Jason Tatum, too many threes, not enough mates. It's as simple as that. Marcus Smart. You know, they've traded him. He was traded in the Kristaps Porzingis trade, uh, which I'll get to. Um, you know, he was not good. Derek White, okay. You know, it's, Al Horford was not good. Um, I think the Celtics, <coughs> excuse me, and I think their biggest issue is still the point guard position. You know, they brought in Malcolm Brogdon last year to kind of fix that. I don't think he did. He's more of a scoring guard. They need a true facilitator, a guy that's going to tell uh, excuse me, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Look, we're not, we won't come down in half court. We're not letting you jack up threes. You're going to get in the mid range. You're going to get in the pinch post. You're going to work the middle of the floor. You're going to get to your spots. And that's how we're going to operate this offense. Al Horford, I know you can hit threes. You, we don't need your big ass on the three point line all game. Get in the paint, punish mismatches, do jump hooks, uh, you know, get in the lane, draw free throws. Um, you know, so I think they need a true point guard. I, I thought Chris Paul would have been a good fit for them. A point guard that's a veteran that knows how to get guys in the right spots. So down the uh, stretch of games, excuse me, where they struggle, you have a point guard that allows them to get into their sets and allows them to get good looks. Because right now it's too much Jason Tatum, dribble, dribble, top of the key, dribble, dribble, step back, three, break. Jalen Brown, dribble, 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 step back, three, break. Marcus Smart come down the court, do some BS 360 layup that he bricks that he's never done in his life. So it's too much of that, and there's no organization within the offense. So, you know, they're bringing back Joe Mazzula. You know, some people say fire him. I'm not really too keen on firing guys after the first season, uh, but I wouldn't have been mad at him. Um, and then you look at the Lakers and Nuggets. Um you know, the Nuggets are just, once again, a well-oiled machine. The Lakers did have their chances to um, uh, be competitive in the series and not get swept. 
Um, I do apologize. I'm not too sure if it was game one or day two. I want to say it's game one that the Lakers came back at the end. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, kind of had a chance to win with uh, – and Braun missed like two late threes. Um, and that kind of sealed their fate um, in that game. You know, I the Lakers, they just, to me, they don't have enough shooting. Um, so that's something they need to address in, in this offseason. Um, I know they thought they kind of uh, alleviated that by getting rid of Russ and bringing D'Angelo De- Russell and Luke Beasley and Vanderbilt. Um, I just, I, I think they still need some more true shooters on the floor because D'Angelo Russell was terrible. Uh, Vanderbilt, terrible. Easily terrible. The only guys that really showed up consistently was Ron, A.D., Rui, and Austin Reeves. That was kind of like your core four. And then everybody else was hit or miss. Lonnie Walker, it, he, he was he had the, the game of his life against Steph Curry when Steph Curry told him he wasn't like that. And obviously Steph Curry was correct because he was a bottom feeder um, against the Nuggets. Um, like I said, Troy Brown, unplayable. Um, you know, Darvin Ham went to – I mean, look, he, he had Tristan Thompson in the game at one point, you know, so – uh, that shows you how desperate Darvin Ham was looking to find answers for Yoke. Um, but you know, obviously, Jokic did what he did, was dominant. Jamal Murray, excellent. Bruce Brown, excellent. You know, Caldwell Pope was pretty much a brick from three, but, you know, he made some timely shots. Uh, Michael Porter, pretty much, once again, a brick as well. But um, I think the series is really about Jamal Murray. Uh, Jamal Murray was just excellent, just um, his shot making. Um, I think he really solidified himself in the top 10 point guard um, discussion. Now, I'm not going to say top five because to me that's pretty much, you know, a lock of Steph, Trey Young, Luca, SGA. Uh, you know, I'm sure I'm missing somebody. So many great point guards in the NBA, uh, even De'Aaron Fox. So I wouldn't put him in the top five just yet, um, but he's definitely top 10. Uh you know, and so they swept the Lakers um, pretty much. They were the better team. I mean, let's just be honest. They were, um, you know, and they faced off against the Miami Heat in the finals. Uh, nothing really to write home about. I mean, the Nuggets won in five games. Uh, they were the better team. I mean, it's simply put, uh, Jokic was Jokic. Um, Jamal Murray was really good. Uh, Bruce Brown showed his ass in the last couple of games and played really well. Um, I would say, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I was very impressed by Bam Adebayo. Um, I thought he played an excellent series. Um, I thought his ability to hit jumpers, hit jump hooks, um, his defense, you know, obviously you're not going to stop Joker, but, um, I thought one time he did play Jokic one-on-one and, you know, I thought he played him pretty well. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler was Pretty mid, if we're being honest, by superstar standards. Um, like I said, I don't know if he was hurt. I know there's some rumblings that he had uh, some uh, medical problems in his family with his dad. I don't know. I don't want to speculate, but um, Jimmy wasn't very good in this series. Um, you know, and I just think if the Miami Heat want to go where they want to go, which is eventually win the championship, I just don't know if Jimmy Butler can be your number one guy. I think, once again, if you're able to swing a trade for Dane, you know, without giving up a lot, maybe you probably have to give up Tyler Hero. Um, Tyler Hero, obviously, some picks. Uh, 
Djokovic or Djokovic, whatever his name is, um, and maybe Struess or Caleb Martin. Um, I would definitely do that deal because I think a big three of Dame, Jimmy Butler, and Bam with Eric Spolstra, I think that could be good enough to win a championship. So, <clears throat> once again, I, I don't know if Jimmy can be your number one, but I definitely think if he's your number two and Bam's your number three with Dame as your number one in the Eastern Conference, I think you have a chance to win a ring. So, um, but obviously the Denver Nuggets won the ring. Uh, Jokic finals MVP. Um, obviously well-deserved. Uh, damn average a triple-double uh, in, in the uh, finals. You know, and then that kind of brings up a discussion of where Jokic ranks all time. <laughs> I know that's kind of our our um, our way of thinking now as soon as anything happens. But where does someone rank all time? Um, you know, right now I think Jokic ranks somewhere in top 30, 20, top 30 to 25 right now. Um, I do think the ring has surpassed all, he with that ring of finals MVP, and now he has two MVPs. Um, you know, he's surpassed a lot of guys um, in my eyes, like guys like Charles Barkley, um, you know, even maybe a guy like Moses Malone. Um, obviously, he's passed guys like Reggie Miller and, uh, and um, to me, Patrick Hume, he's passed those guys. Um you know, so I think obviously his career is, is yet to be written. Um, but, you know, he's definitely creeping up to that top 10, top 15. Uh, obviously, if he wins another MVP, I mean, that's going to put him in rare air uh, to have three MVPs. Um, you know, obviously, if he wins another chip, that obviously elevates him. But right now, uh, I think he's squarely in the top 30 players of all time. Um, and then if you're talking international players, um, I don't know if you, I know somebody would count Tim Duncan. I don't know, but um, you know, I kind of view it as it's pretty much Hakeem, Dirk, now Jokic. Obviously, Luca is going to be up there, but um, you know, he's he's going to be up there challenging Hakeem, him and Luca as far as um, the greatest international players to ever play. Giannis is there too, but you know, um, right now the spotlight's on Jokic. So you know, Giannis, I think if Giannis wins another ring, maybe wins another MVP, defensive play the or something like that. Um, he may surpass Jokic. Um, honestly, I think that's, I don't know. I don't know. And I would like you guys to chime in. Who do you have all time? Do you think it's, who, who's better right now? Jokic or Giannis? I'm going to let y'all think about that. Because I, I think my head says with the two MVPs, my head says Joker, but my heart, I think Giannis in a vacuum is a better player. So that's something to think about. But I think I think for now I'm, I'm gonna go Giannis over Joker. But I'm not mad at someone that has a flip. So that's a question in the comments. You know, uh, you guys let me know. Uh, would you guys take Joker, uh, Joker, <laughs> Jokic, or Giannis all time right now? Um, so you know, obviously after this season ended, um, you know we've had some trades. So we've had obviously the big trade of Bradley Bill being traded to the Phoenix Suns, uh, Chris Paul being traded to the Warriors, um, Chris Stapps Porzingis uh, traded to the Celtics. That's kind of the main big three trades right now. Um, and then you got John Collins being traded for um, 
a bag of Doritos and um, you know a blue Gatorade. So that that's if you want to talk about that cool, if not, I totally get it. Um, you know Bradley Bill being traded to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, look, I'm all for forming big threes if you feel like that's your chance to win. Um, I thought the we did have a podcast when it first happened about uh, Brooklyn's big three of uh, of um, uh, James Harden, Kyrie, and uh, Kevin Durant. And, you know, I was of the essence of saying, hey, you got a chance to pair these guys together. You do it. And, you know, they were pretty much successful. And they probably would have won the ring in 2021 had Giannis not stepped under Kyrie's foot and James Harden not went to so many strip clubs and, and blew out his hamstrings. Um, so I do think that this pairing can work only mainly because one, all three of these guys do not need the basketball to be effective. Uh, Kevin Durant has shown, um, multiple times that he can be a seamless fit within the offense. Uh, once again, he does not need the ball to be effective. Uh, the same with Devin Booker and Bradley Bill, I think can perform a, in a, um, even though he's not going to be a role player or like a shooter, but I think he can be like a super charged up version of that in a sense of he's going to get, he may, his scoring may go down where instead of averaging 28, 29, he may average 21, 22. But I think his efficiency is going to be super hyper through the roof. Like he may shoot something like, excuse me, like 56% from uh, the field and 46% from three because just of the uh, amount of looks he's going to get. Uh, that the gravity that Devin Booker and Kevin Durant had. I mean, you kind of saw it last year even with just KD and Booker, the type of shots Booker was getting because of Kevin Durant's presence on the floor. Like, you know, Devin Booker spoke about it when he would run pick and roll with DeAndre Ayton and they would have Kevin Durant in the corner. He's so used to that corner man helping and clogging up the paint as he drives or goes for a midi. But now Kevin Durant's in that corner. You can't help off of him. So now it's barbecue chicken on that pick and roll uh, for Devin Booker. And that can be the same thing for Bradley Bill. Um, all three of these guys can dribble the basketball, shoot it, finish. Obviously, defensively, it is a question mark, um, as really none, all three of those guys are not great defenders. Um, but they were able to keep DeAndre Ayton, which personally for me, I think center is, unless you have a superstar center, obviously like a Jokic or Embiid or even a Cat, um, you know, somebody like that that's a real scoring big, uh, they're pretty replaceable. So I would look to trade a DeAndre Ayton for depth in defense um, because that's what this team needs. They need defensive players. They need guys that can come off the bench and score because pretty much right now all you would have is Torrey Craig um, and Cameron Payne um, and Lindell. So you need some real firepower off the bench. Um, so, like I said, I would look into trading DeAndre Ayton for some depth in defense. You know, whoever that is, um, I, I'll try to maybe get maybe three players out of one if you can, uh, because I do think you're able, you could be able to find a serviceable center, uh, either veteran minimum or you know, uh, swing a trade for like, um, no, like a um, Plumley, Mason Plumley, somebody like that. Where you know, obviously it's not a household name, uh, but somebody that can be serviceable. Uh, get you 10 to, 10 to 12 points a game, you know, six or seven rebounds, play good defense and not be in the way offensively. Um, but once again, if you're able to get that and then replace DeAndre Ayton with, you know, guys that can shoot, uh, facilitate off the bench 
and be decent defenders, I think the Phoenix Suns are going to be a really dangerous team next year. Because remember, they got two games off the Nuggets with just pretty much Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and a bunch of Chick-fil-A workers on the bench. They did get two games. So, and that was with Chris Paul blowing, you know, once again getting hurt. So I, I do think, you know, Booker, Kevin Durant, Bradley Bill, uh, DeAndre, and like I said, if you or if you are going to keep Aiden, you know, if they're able to get a veteran minimum guy to come in and, and really uh, provide a scoring punch off the bench, I do think the Phoenix Suns, along with the Warriors, uh, see what they do, the Lakers and Nuggets. Um, I think the Kings may be up there as well. Those are pretty much, I think, going to be your top four to five seeds next year, uh, as long as everybody stays healthy. Um, and then, you know, the Kripstats, Przingis trade, you know, uh, you know, I like it for the Boston Celtics. Um, you know, I know people were upset that they gave up Marcus Smart, and I totally get it. Uh, Marcus Smart was a defensive player of the year. Uh, but I just think Kristaps Porzingis, um, he's a to me an upgrade over Robert Williams. Um, you know his ability to shoot the three ball. Um, he's not the greatest defender, but because of his size and length, um, he can be serviceable. Uh, he can play without Horford. Uh, like I said, I I, just, I, I, I like the fit. Um, the only thing I'm worried about with Porzingis is obviously his health. That's the number one thing. Is he going to be healthy enough to justify the trade? And then with the way the Celtics play offense, is he going to be a guy that lives at the three-point line where he's taking eight to ten threes a game? That's not what he should be doing. He should be taking maybe three to four threes a game, but being in that paint, attacking and, and getting into the lane. Um, I just That's my only worry about this trade is that Porzingis is going to be like, oh, all this space, man. Let me just jack up threes all game, and I and I think that may take away from his effectiveness uh, for the Boston Celtics. Um, so I, I think that's something that uh, I kind of want to hope he doesn't fall into the trap of shooting too many threes. Um, and then obviously uh, Chris Paul getting traded to the uh, Golden State Warriors, and the Warriors sending over uh, Jordan Poole to the Wizards. Like I said earlier, I'm not a huge fan of this trade um, in the sense of I don't mind getting rid of, not getting rid of, but trading Jordan Poole, getting off his contract. Um, I totally get that. But the issue I have is you're getting a declining Chris Paul, and he's, is he going to start? I'm assuming he's coming off the bench because I don't think you want to run a lineup of Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Clay at the three, Wiggins at the four, uh, Draymond at the five. Like, I, I don't see that really happening. So I, I'm assuming he would come off the bench and be kind of your Sean Livingston guy that can run with the second unit but also play with the starters as well, which will allow Steph once again to play uh, more of a shooting guard role, you know, off ball, be able to run around a billion screens and have Chris Paul find him. So I, I do think it'll be good in the sense of I do think Chris Paul can bring a stabilizing force to the second unit. Once again, I'm I'm kind of excited to see what the Warriors do uh, from a personnel standpoint. Do they re-sign Draymond? Uh, do they trade Kaminga? Uh, do they trade some of the young guys for another established star, or do they um, kind of stand pat and try to make uh, you know additions on the margins? 
Um, so I'm kind of interested to see what um, the Golden State Warriors do. But on face value, I don't like the trade. Um, I'd rather have just kept Jordan Poole if you're going to do that. But I definitely felt like Jordan Poole might have had better value around the league than just, uh, honestly, an old, washed-up Chris Paul. Um, but, you know, obviously free agency, I believe, starts this Thursday or Friday, I want to say, uh, or whatever the first is. Um, I think that's actually on a Saturday. So maybe Friday night is kind of when you'll start seeing uh, deals being done, trades being done. Uh, obviously, we've already heard about trades being done prior to the actual uh, <clears throat> period starting. So, you know, obviously Adam Silver can't be too happy about that. Um, but, you know, it's it's shaping up for a very interesting um, offseason. Uh, for the NBA, uh, obviously going into next season. So um, I'm, I'm very interested to see um, where the league goes, obviously, in the next couple months uh, with the trades, and we'll be here to break them all down. Um, so last, my last uh, topic uh, for tonight, um, just wanted to discuss, uh, you know, Big V, Victor, uh, coming into the league as the number one pick for the uh, San Antonio Spurs. Um and the reason I wanted to talk about this was I kind of want to temper expectations for him as a rookie. Um, I know a lot of people are very excited to see him, and I completely understand. Um, he's 7'5". Um, I don't know his official wingspan. Uh, but, you know, people are saying this guy is the next LeBron. He's the next Kevin Durant. Um, and my kind of hesitation with that is people are going to be disappointed if he's not a I've already seen oh is he a top will he finish as a top 10 player of all time I just don't think people truly understand for most people's top 10 that's Jordan Kobe LeBron Steph Shaq Hakeem Tim Duncan Bill Russell Will Chamberlain Larry Bird Magic Johnson um, all within that, right? Kevin Durant, uh, Dwayne Wade, like, those are the type of players, when you say top 10 all time, those are the type of players he would have to be better than to reach that statue. I, I, and I don't think people truly understand that, where if Victor averages, let's say for his career, he averages 22 and 10 for his career, right? Some people might look at that as a disappointment. Let's just say theoretically he averages 22 and 10 for his career. He makes eight all-star teams, you know, uh, maybe four four times first-team all-defense, two-time all-defense, he makes the second or third team. Uh, Let's say he wins one MVP, and let's say he wins two rings, you know, and obviously that's a big hit. Let's just say theoretically that's his career, you know, um, you know, eight-time All-Star, twenty-two and ten, two rings, an MVP, uh, multiple-time All-Defense. You know, some would say that's a that was underwhelming, and that's a top to me top twenty career almost. Like, but people would say that that's no, that's we expect more from him. So I just want people to temper the expectations for Victor. I think he's going to be a really good player. I really do. Because uh, his his combo of length, pause, 
and his combo of uh, shooting touch, his ability to finish around the bucket. Um, obviously, his dribbling at that size is pretty good. Um, I do think defensively he's going to be good just because of his um, frame. Like, he's going to be able to uh, block shots, uh, alter shots at the rim, just mainly due to his size. Um, so, um, I just think we need to pump the brakes on Victor. Um, and I hope we allow this kid room to grow, allow him to make mistakes. Um, I don't know if he's going to play in the summer league. Um, I know he kind of announced they're not going to play, I think, for any, like, FIBA tournament, uh, tournament, um, to focus on the season. So, um, you know, I, I, I really like that he's working on, you know, trying to not burning himself out. I have seen some of his training range regimen videos. Um, he is working on his lower body, as we all know, with a lot of big men in basketball. Uh, their main issue is uh, health, mainly due to their feet. You know, Greg Oden, Bill Walton, uh, you know, seem to be, you know, even even though he's not a big man per se, but Kevin Durant even had a couple Jones fractures in his in his in his feet. You know, tall guys, you know, feet are a big issue. So um, I'm glad he's taking care of his lower body and understanding that you know that type of stuff can happen to him, especially with how skinny he is. Um, I know people are saying for him to put on muscle like Giannis. I just don't see it because um, that's going to take away from what makes him unique. I think he just mainly main needs to tone up and build his lower core, which I think he's working on. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm rooting for uh, Victor. You know, here in San Antonio where I live, um, obviously everybody's excited um, to watch him, uh, you know, be a spur. Um, so um, I'm definitely going to try to get tickets to come down and watch him. Because uh, I know he's going to be my CT meter. So um, that is going to be it for today's podcast. Um, kind of a long one, but I wanted to kind of give my thoughts on um, a lot of different topics. I know it's been a minute since we recorded. Um, you know, it was just me today, solo dolo. Um, I am working on a new project with Trey. Um, he uh, obviously has been on the podcast before and another co-host, Trey, as well. Um, you know, so we are focusing on maybe, um, doing more of three of us on the podcast, but, um, I did want to kind of give you guys a solo podcast, just me and my thoughts, um, you know, and give you guys kind of a direction of the podcast moving forward. Uh, like I said, we, we definitely need to be more consistent because you guys do show love, uh, on these episodes. Um, so if you can, please uh, leave a five-star review. If you listen to Apple on Apple podcasts. Uh, and please comment once again, would you rather have Giannis or Jokic's career at this time? Uh, once again, leave us a five-star review, please share the podcast, um, share it on Twitter, Instagram, uh, share it to your friends, group messages. Um, if you're on Spotify as well, uh, like I said, just, just please leave us a review, uh, share the podcast. It helps us grow. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at baby underscore Jesus 14, um, if you, you know, want to uh, reach out to me, um, uh, personally, DMs are always open. I'm always down to talk hoops, uh, life, sports, politics, whatever you want to talk about. Um, uh, you know, just let me know. And also if you do want to be on the show, uh, when I do post the link to the show, uh, I post it on Twitter, Facebook. If you do want to be on the show, uh, cause we're looking for guests, um, to be on the show. Uh, please just shoot me a DM or reply to the message or reply to the post. I'm sorry to say, hey, I'm interested in joining the show. 
Um, and then that way we can reach out to you and try to get you on the show. So we want this to be an interactive platform for our listeners. Um, like I said, we thank all, everybody that does listen um, and take the time out to listen to the podcast. Um, so once again, uh, appreciate it. Um, and until next time, uh, we out.